that is everything around you that you call life was made up by people that were no smarter than you. Start in five, four. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Killer Thoughts Podcast. We're here finally getting together again after a month of hiatus. I know uh, those of you who follow us all the time like to like our content. I know you guys are happy that we're back and uh, we're recording with the boys. But today in this podcast, we have uh, another guest finally after a while. Uh, and before we introduce our guest, I'm going to introduce the boys of the pod. To my left, sir, introduce yourself to the people. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joel, a.k.a. Dad Joel. Thank you for tuning back in to Once a Week. I'm, I mean, I'm sorry, Killer Thoughts Podcast. <laughs> How dare you, sir? <laughs> How will you mention another podcast that is no longer Because I wanted to see your guys' reaction. Anyways, enough about me. Thank you for tuning back in, like I said. And, and to, to my right, start introducing yourself to the podcast. Yo, it's Alejandro. What's going on, guys? Glad to be back. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Just chilling. And without any more waiting, uh, we have two dope guests on the podcast today. Uh, once you hear their name, you might know who they are. If you don't, then this is going to be good for you because then you get to know some dope. Dude, what kind I mean, of intro is that? You know, we got we got two San Jose locals up in here in Studio Ramirez. I was waiting for your You know, creatives, <laughs> you know, chilling. We in here, you know, just vibing, man. Go ahead and introduce yourselves to the people. All right. What's up, guys? Thank you for having us. This is... DJ Table, aka Jorge, from Remedy Radio Podcast. Like Joe said, uh, San Jose, native out here. Yeah, definitely proud to be part of the community. Uh, this is DJ Nano, uh, aka Jonathan, from Remedy Radio Podcast. I'm just excited to be here with all of y'all. Yeah, excited to have you, man. You know, I know we've been trying to kind of fit the logistics in there, fit the pieces, but you know how it is with 2020 right now. Yeah, it's been, it's been a struggle for all of us. It's been that kind of year. Yeah, man. But it's like little times like this, you know, it's what, it's what I've been living for personally, you know, just times where we can actually still get together, you know, and be just fucking chilling. I feel like people have been, you know, just kind of, it's a weird time. Everyone's very standoffish right now, you know? If you're somebody who creates content, if you think about it, if you're someone who creates content and you you got to be around other people to create content, a situation like this where you're not, where your content consists of having people around, sometimes it could be hard, especially for a podcast. When you guys started with the quarantine, how, how, how did you guys took it like separately from each other, like? How was your reaction and your reaction to uh, to this whole uh, 2020? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna call it like pause life here because technically we're pausing our lives. Think about it. Well, it was definitely a huge pause for us. I mean, we were just hyped and coming off this like big ass show, um, you know, the 75th live, uh, which you were there at. Yeah, it was um, dope. Yeah, you know, we had like literally gathered like all our homies, uh, different people from San Jose, like local artists, and like we was just like this huge gathering, and so we were like super hyped. And then literally it was like what like two weeks later, and then it was like oh we're all in quarantine. So for us, it honestly felt like it was like the last thing right before entering this new norm that we yeah. that we're in now. Um, and and it definitely was a big transition. I mean, we've talked many times on our podcast too how like the whole past year uh, of me being at this house. Um, had been able to bring more guests on. We've had like bands play a lot more like live performances. So kind of like having different avenues for the podcast, not just talking, but um, and, and not just like playing the people's digital tracks, but actually playing their yeah. 
um, their live music in front of people and then inviting audiences to come mm-hmm. and have uh, just like being able to observe the podcast. So for us, it was just like, shit, we can't do any of that now. No, absolutely. And, and personally, I think I'm, I, it was definitely a fright for us, uh, just like the rest of society. Uh, and part of what kept us grounded is that we were able to still at least record episodes uh, and sort of say that we needed to be consistent and we had all of these goals in mind after the 75th live but regardless of that we still wanted to put content out there and i think part of our background as as a mental health clinicians and you know people that focus on uh in that field that's what we focused on a lot on the podcast itself aside from you know mixing music and you know uh, providing some of that musical element we just processed ourselves in the airwaves uh, kind of what we, what we were going through emotionally i mean if you think about it technically the content you're creating especially right now the situation if, if the way i see it is that you you're creating like a distraction like if you're somebody who's stuck you will stuck the whole quarantine in your house and you want some kind of like content where you feel like you know what's going on out there but you don't feel comfortable being out then you got podcasts you got you know the content that we both do that can i get them okay People still being creative, people still doing things. But yeah, you, again, it creates a distraction. Kind of makes you feel a little more at, at ease than, you know, being paranoid. Because, I mean, if you think about it, how, how much people fucking watch the news? Like, yeah, dude. People get scared of reality, the man. news, right? Like, there's so much fucking thing going on. And me working currently at a, at a, at a clinic since I haven't, been st- I haven't stopped working since quarantine. So I saw the chaos, bro, at the beginning. And then I see how it is now, the difference. Of it, it's like now people are more, you know, prepared of what the fuck's going on, and they know exactly what's going on. Where before, I was like, "Fuck it," like I nobody knew what the fuck they were doing. Like that was the scary thing too. But this fucking podcast, like all of a sudden, like kind of gave me, you know, like it gives you hope, man. Exactly, like, you it know, gives you fucking creative freedom, and it kind of gives you comfortable. You know, and honestly, I, you have to forget. Yeah, dude, I gotta say, man, you're not like you know when you're always working and you're just in straight fucking work mode and yeah. you're so stressed out, you kind of like you're not yourself, you know. Like I can tell you, Angel, when you're when you're stressed, even when I'm stressed, you know, I feel like we're like on autopilot. We're like just freaking almost like doppelgangers of ourselves. But as soon as we come back in here, it's kind of a reminder of like like to his point, you know, kind of distraction from all that stuff. You kind of have a minute to kind of sit back and kind of just be kicking it and chilling. It's it's a good reminder, especially with all the freaking talk that's been going around. You know, like sometimes you see hate. Like you said, to your point, like, I feel like a lot of us do have a lot of, like, mental, like, you know, mental health things that, you know, a lot of people don't want to talk about, but I feel like it's good to talk about for sure. Absolutely. You know? And honestly, like, podcasting, like, the way how we started it, it was more of a, like, hey, we want to get out there, reach out to people, like, get their stories and shit. But we realized that this is, like, therapy, you know, like, once you're done recording an episode, whether if it's by yourself, like, with your co-host or with a guest, you end up feeling better, you know, like... I really recommend it for people out there that are listening. Start your own shit. Because this allows you to talk about shit you're, if you want to, actually, um, that you're thinking and that you're going through. Because somewhere in this world and someone that is listening to this, they're going through the same shit. Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, uh, I think we even covered um, at least a couple of episodes during the quarantine where we were just even trying to figure out, like, what the hell are we going to talk about? And, like... We figured, like, you know, why don't we just start talking about what we've been up to, what what kind of self-care that we've been trying to do. Um, I know for me, uh, there was a lot of, like, creating different spaces. So, like, I, I love, like, you know, kind of remodeling, like, moving stuff around. So, like, the, the open space. Kind of, like, feng shuiing a little bit, you know? Exactly. Like, <laughs> exactly. Go, yeah. 
um you know and so definitely when i came in here i was like i, I started observing kind of like all right what's the feng shui here this little cozy <laughs> vibe this little office right here. yeah right yeah, you know look i gotta ask you bro what's the feng shui like you know is it good energy is it that is, where's is it where is it fucking unplugged <laughs> I mean, I've been staring at these orange amplifiers for days out here because, like, I'm a huge rock fan, and so like, oh, I'm looking yeah. at these are like, dang, like this, this some vintage gear right here. I like it. Oh, no, appreciate it, man. Oh. Yeah, I'm a big supporter of Orange. Please sponsor me. We don't want the free shit, right? Yeah, right. Sponsorship. No, yeah, but, but, but no, I know what you mean. Right. Like fucking talking about what you guys have been up to and stuff, and just for everybody that's listening that may not be familiar with the podcast or what you guys are basically about or what you do, like. Give us a little bit of a, just like a quick synopsis, you know, like what are you guys about? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh, essentially we try uh, to showcase uh, local artists and, and guests and it doesn't have to be somebody from a musical element, you know, as long as somebody has some type of expression that they want to bring on, we invite that on our show. It's a safe, it's a safe space and we, you know, get a chance to, to incorporate the podcast element, but we also like to make it more of a show. So mm -hmm. as a result, we try to mix in between DJ and Ano and I will, you know, play some music, whether it's from uh, selected tracks from our guests or just shit that we pick up on the vinyl off the mm -hmm. bat um, or things that we have prepped. That's kind of what we've been doing now for over three years now. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think we've always kind of gone back and forth about like, are we a podcast or are we a radio show? And, you know, I I think at this point, three years in, we feel pretty comfortable with like, as soon as people come over, um, you know, we kind of like also try to set the moon and hang out, uh, try to like talk about mm -hmm. some stuff that we're going to go over. But then we officially like when we say like we're going to start the show, then that means we're going to like start mixing. We open up every show with like a mix and then we just kind of alternate. So we do sometimes we do little DJ battles on the side or sometimes we, you know, where I'm like, yo, Jorge, like you, you go for the next 20 minutes on, on, on that mix. And then we'll have like one interview segment and then we'll have another mix come up and then another interview segment and then usually like the live performance right from the artists themselves. So. Dude, that's dope. And even like to your so point good. too, it's all about that space. Like I'm sure once you moved into the location that you're at now, you're kind of like, oh shit, we can actually start doing some stuff. Oh, absolutely. And there's, and there's definitely a fine line. Like I've talked to a lot of people about it between like podcasting and almost like radio host or like, you know, actually hosting a radio show. Because I, like to our point, you know, like uh, we kind of like, or even Joel's like was saying, is we're trying to make it comfortable we're in here you know we realize it is kind of like therapy but we didn't yeah. want it to be too like you know you're just like hey let me just ask you a bunch of questions and you're in and you're out it's more so to your guys point where you want people come over you're feeling comfortable you're chilling you know you kind of open up a little bit instead of being like okay here sign this and then we're gonna start you know yeah and then like okay by the way we have to end it exactly this time you know this is what you can't talk about like it right. feels better when someone comes in and you're just fucking chilling you know just vibing and that's when you find the conversation starts flowing a little bit more. Yeah, it'll be kind of like, like you guys come in and we all look on our phones. I'm like, are you guys ready to go? Everything good? All right, and then boom. Just put the character up. Like, all right, let's do this. And then we're all like, yeah. hey, what's up? <laughs> you know? like, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, think, yeah. I think a big thing for us is, is, is that getting that genuine voice out there, right? Like, yeah. Just kind of like, just, just express who you are. Like, people a lot of times want to ask us, like, oh, like, what are we going to talk about? Or like, uh, you know, what, what should I say? And we're like, I mean, we're going to ask you if you have like upcoming projects and stuff like that, that you want to like put out there. But mm -hmm. more than anything, it's just, it's just about us sharing the space together, this creative space together. Uh, and I think that's the kind of vibe that we try to put out there on the internet waves. You know what I noticed? There's a lot of people, cause I think we had the same experience, uh, where we had a situation where they have asked way too many questions prior to the pod. And they're kind of like sabotaging themselves, because mm -hmm. then that, now they're making you like all oh, the car. 
they're making you think like, hey, like, okay, so you're not sure what 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 you want to talk about. Shouldn't shouldn't care about it because the best the best explanation we can we can tell people is like it's just a conversation of uh, just chilling and hanging out, but they're just mics in front of us. It's yeah. pretty much what it is. No, yeah, but to your point, you know, having creatives over and talking and kind of just vibing, you know, it's hard to get people together. Well, I think I think part of it is that you know. Uh, there's a certain angst, you know, to coming on a show and wanting to, you know, be vulnerable, right? Or like just share your thoughts exactly. And in a, in a place where, you know, it's in, in a, in, in a way it's structured, right? Mm -hmm. There's a certain intention to coming onto a show, uh, irregardless of whether you want to, you know, kind of have just like a chill vibe yeah. or there is like a specific topic to be spoken about. Mm -hmm. And I think what we've always wanted to do is provide a little bit of structure to our guests, but also feel a certain amount of comfort that they can still be authentic and they can come into Remedy Radio podcasts and, and showcase themselves and and know that this episode is dedicated to them. Right? And yeah, so that's it, true. It's it's really cool to to see sort of the transformation of, of how we started where we were in DJ Nano's uh, bedroom, started off as a, as oh, a yeah. recording there, and oh, it was yeah. smaller than this space right bedroom. here. <laughs> yeah, Remy those, Radio Podcast. Those beginnings, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Joel and I can tell you the same thing. Almost every fucking podcast sounds like it starts yeah. in a fucking room. It's like, no, the thing is, like, we didn't have our own place. We were borrowing somebody's room. Uh, shout out to Jonathan. My boy, Jonathan. <laughs> Wait, you, Jonathan? <laughs> 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 like, where you started this before? But, uh, like, I mean, you had like, your equipment for so long. Like, <laughs> he's like, I'll take that credit uh, shit. <laughs> it was like, it, with us, it was like some cheap ass mics that we had, like, really cheap, you know, whatever. But do you think, it's yeah, a start, man. It's a start. But you, you got to start somewhere. Mm hmm. You guys are you guys, yes, you guys are DJs, right? Did, did both of you start at the same time, kind of DJing or kind of? No, definitely not. I mean, uh, Jorge out here was DJing since college. I mean, he he was already doing the whole quinceañeras, weddings, nice. and stuff like that. Oh, there another nice. homie getting out that, here, getting that weekend bread, huh? That's right. I like that smile, dude. You're just like all the memories start flowing in. You're just like, <laughs> I know, yeah. I've been missing it so much. <laughs> you know, yeah. All the tres leches for cake. Okay. I know, get the free food. That was the best part, you know? You know, that is like the best part of the gigs, man. When they like give you free food or beer. Like, here you go. I know. Yeah. I don't I started understand. started drinking a lot of I don't beer understand that DJing, about but... our, our people, man. Like, I don't understand that. When, like, they hire people to play, you know, or whatever. And then they, their goal is to get them drunk. I'm like, don't you want them to be sober so they can play the instruments correctly? Why are you going to get them drunk? <laughs> That's so I mean? true, though. Like, so they, they would offer, and, like, at one point I had to just, like, not drink while I was working. Yeah, no, because yeah. I was, I was going to say. <laughs> so, like, are you are you more on point when you've been like a little buzz, or are you Actually, are no, you a like, little sloppier? The, the, like, the, the more I've progressed as a DJ, the more I realize that I can't be as drunk anymore. Um, yeah. I mean, I, at one point, everybody is so drunk that they don't care how I'm mixing. But you got uh, that one guy in the, in the who's requesting the song for the fifth time. Yeah, yeah. right. And, and that's <laughs> you know, like I think I, the, the the funniest memory that I have DJing at a, at a I think it was somebody's like 18th birthday. It was this one guy who it was already like uh, 11 o'clock and our gig was uh, officially over and yeah. he kept paying us to play one song on repeat 
So I, I legit remember playing this song for over an hour. Just the same fun. song. I don't remember. It He's just like, like she'll dance with me eventually. Uh, just keep playing. <laughs> it was like this. It was like this. Uh, this this guy. Uh, you know, he spoke Spanish, and so he was like, "Yo pago, yo pago." Está bien, está bien. Everybody else had already gone into the house. He was the only person left, <laughs> and he was just outside. <laughs> this my party now. Just was fucking just vibing. vibing. <laughs> I was just like playing it, and I was like playing it and playing it, and I was like, "You don't want me to throw in a little bit something else?" And he's like, "Just play it. Yo pago, yo pago." He's just crying. <laughs> no, we gotta he keep this train going. To that man, though, he paid. Damn. Yeah, right? for How does he pay though? You see, I find like to that point is like there's a sweet spot for me, like where it comes to performing, like when you got a good little buzz going. There's that one where it kind of gets the stage fright out. You know, you got that liquid courage and you're just like, all right, cool, like I'm in the zone. And there is definitely that moment where you're just like, I may have not have drank that last beer or like had that last shot. You know. And at that point, I just say, just like, oh, no, this is my time to get creative. Like, let's do it. You know, that's my time to kind of, like, mix it up. But then you realize it's not so much that. It's just you lose your motor skills. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, like, there's that. times where, like, playing guitar or, like, playing something, you know, like, where it's all about precision is, like, you know, something that takes away your precision may not be the best idea. You know? But I can't tell you how many times I've, like, been at a show and people are chilling. They're just passing you drinks. They're like, oh, dude, like, come drink with us. I'm like, well, you know, like, I got my set in maybe about, like, an hour. I'll be fine. Get on stage. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, no, like, it makes sense honestly because uh when i asked it makes sense people like kind of get nervous when you get to a gig you know like shit hopefully the fucking instrument doesn't break or whatever right so it, now because remember the whole idea was saying why people give them drinks to so they could get comfortable a little bit and they can just mm -hmm. feel themselves and then boom do shit but i never understood that about our culture like why the fuck are we getting them drunk to play instruments <laughs> like i don't understand I think it's just a way of appreciating, but you just end up. I think it's like the welcoming thing too. It's like, all right, I know we're paying you to do this, but like, hey, here's a beer, soda, whatever. You want some food? Take a break, ten, ten minutes, get some food or whatever. You know, we'll, we'll feed you and give you drinks. La so. raza is also smart. You know, they get you drunk so that you can stay longer. You know, true. We'll throw thirty minutes an hour. You know, they'll just be like, we'll throw you, you know, a case of Modelo, or you know, we'll give they'll be you like, you're shots. not driving. Don't yeah, even yeah, worry. You know, yeah, you know, like. Play. You know, you're chilling. We'll just eat more food. You'll drink more. You know, <laughs> like. But I definitely know that DJ Nano's uh, uh, progression as a DJ was far uh, more contrast than mine. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I mean, um, the way I got started on, as a DJ was actually on the show. Um, you know, because he and I would always just kind of get together. And I would, I, I came as a DJ more as like a record collector. So, like, I've been collecting records since I was in high school, and then I had some. I took, you know, several hiatuses and then kind of just got back into it at, at different parts of my life. And mm -hmm. I would just always invite him over, and then he would show me, like, the tracks on his on his laptop, and like, we would be comparing. I'd be like, yo, no, like, I'm trying to go for this sound, or he's trying to, like, show me this other genre. And, like, we, we just started kind of, like, mixing together a little bit, and then we were like, you know what? We should fucking record this. Like, yeah, right? Um, yeah dude it's funny how that works kind of like that natural progression like you're talking about because even with my band the way i started playing music with people was my friend had the guitar i had the drums and then we're sitting there we're all talking about like what we've been doing like oh dude check this out like i just fucking learned how to do this or like you know like i'm working on this technique right now and he's like dude check out this riff that i've been working on and at some moment you're just like dude why aren't we fucking just playing together and recording this shit you know it exactly. all just kind of had that moment where you click and you're just like oh damn like this would be dope huh oh, <laughs> yeah you know absolutely like, yeah, man, and it's just that natural progression makes it dope, too, because you're not forcing it at all, you know? It's kind of just, like, that's when you get the best shit, you know? And especially to your point, you've been collecting since high school. Like, I'm sure you already had those samples in mind where you already kind of had a sound where, 
maybe not necessarily like distinct, but you're kind of like, hey, this is what I fuck with. This is kind of like what I'm trying to go for. Oh, well, there's definitely like a lot of music where I, I just totally wish that like people would would pay more attention to. For example, like just like Jorge knows, um, I have like a whole cubby of, of vinyl that's just all Bossa Nova. Uh, oh, Bossa there we Nova, go. Samba, like a lot of music like that, where just the mainstream public like just has no knowledge of that whatsoever, mm-hmm. or they think um, it's just elevator music. Yeah, you know, and, and um, I remember just always wanting to show him, and then you know he's the one who really gave us the idea of just like you know like we sh- we should start showing other people that like, we should play some of that on the show and and things like that. And um, um, but I I also kind of remember too that there were some growing pains like because I was a record collector and particularly more about like vinyl there was always this idea of like no no like i want to hear the whole lp through like i want to like sit yeah. down and we're going to do mm-hmm. a listening session and this guy out here i don't even know if to this day you've, i've actually heard all the way through like a record man like i've been trying to get you on on pink floyd really? oh, dark man. side of the moon forever so, so do, do you think that's a generational thing you know because even with me back in the day like i'm the same way like i like a piece of music that's almost like it's a full piece of work from the beginning to the end, like to your point, like Dark Side of the Moon, like I'm a big Mars Volta guy, so mm. like the Laos and the Commentarium, you know, like Amputexture, stuff like that, like where it's usually from beginning to end and it's just this story that they're a fucking journey that you go through. And I find like nowadays I talk to like my nieces and nephews and stuff and they're more so like about singles. It's all about like that fucking like that like, one track. That one track from that one artist, but they have like a thousand different artists. As opposed to where like I'd be like, no, listen to like Led Zeppelin 2. You know, or sit there and listen to, like, an album where it's just, like, from beginning to end. But I find, like, you know, maybe it's just preference, but, you know, I've been trying to think, like, is it a generational thing? Or, like, am I just that old dude now where I'm just like, oh, son, listen to the full album. Back in my day, day, the LP was fire. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think think it is a generational thing because... you know, to be honest, like even when I was in high school, like I, I, I'll admit I wasn't fully listening to albums. I think the the next big album, and and this is gonna sound sad, that I actually listened to, back in high school was Kid oh. Cudi, Man on the Moon. You know, when it was a whole hmm. like from beginning to end actual album that you would listen to, and all the interludes that were happening in between. But I grew up just culturally not listening to a lot of like you know uh, rock from here in the U.S. or mm-hmm. or listening to things like the Beatles and. And, uh, you know, the Rolling Stones and things like that. It was more of like mm-hmm. a romantic ballads from Mexico. You see, have you, have you oh, sat down? Average. Yeah. Have you sat down and listened to like All Eyes on Me by Tupac, double disc album? I haven't listened to it, all of it. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. The thing, but... I'd say, man, because like, the thing what's funny about it, what I find is like there's some songs where if you hear them by themselves, it's kind of just like you skip it. You're just like, I'm just going to move this one along. But then when you yeah. hear it like in a piece of work, it kind of almost... It does its thing, you know? Like, it fits right where it's supposed to. It's beautiful. And, and, and you know, that's yeah. the part that I really appreciate about DJ Nano because I, I really didn't know much about vinyl. It, it's, that was kind of like mm-hmm. the crossroads that we got into where he sort of di- dived into the DJ scene. And I got familiar with the with the vinyl and collecting it and appreciating music and going out and searching it, not just, you know, typing some shit on YouTube and mm-hmm. just getting it on. And I think that's where I started to sort of just slow down a little bit and be like, no, you actually have to sit down and listen to this you know just don't immediately feel like you want that instant gratification yeah Uh, i feel like there's a balance there you know what i mean there's definitely like there's no wrong way to do it or like right way but you know it's just interesting to hear it you know like everyone like kind of just what's like to his like for angel's point you know it's a good way to describe it's like an escape you know and whatever way it helps you you know even if it is that one single that just fucking hits you know like you know so be it that's the struggle about being a musician too i hear my stuff like nonstop, and i get so tired of it but then someone hears it and they're just like oh that's dope you know, 
It's it's kind of, kind of that same thing, you know. There's there's definitely a balance there. <clears throat> There's a reason why I stopped listening to the radio because the radio is like the same fucking song over and over and over and yeah, over. Yeah, you get that again. thing where you're just kind of like, like you hear the same thing over and over same again. Thing, yeah. Same thing, but to going back to things, it's the same thing. Like with the vinyl, like you gotta make time to sit down, dissect the whole thing. You know, you might even have to listen twice or three times for you to understand it. But you're making time to just like relax and just you know put the vinyl on because uh, as a matter of fact. The other Jonathan, <laughs> he uh, he, same thing. Uh, Jonathan collects. My friend collects records and same thing. Like he uh, he prefers. He does both the digital and the record, but he he values. I mean, it's the whole thing. Like he values the physical aspect of it. Like you collecting this, and it's for you. It's it's a lot of value because you see value in that record. For somebody else, like oh, it's just fucking plastic or whatever. You know what I mean? But. Or I could just download that shit. See, know? could you imagine if, like, Tower Records was still around? You know, like, or any of these places? I know they're not financially stable, but, like, I would love to still... Be, like, Rasputin's the only real place, but even then, too, like... You know, I'd wish there were still places where you could go and, like, just sift, you know, and kind just, of like, just chill. Just, like, go in and just, like, look through the fucking... There's something zen about that, like, going back to, like, mental health, you know, there'd be times where I'd go to, like, fucking Rasputin or something, I'd just be sitting there, don't talk to anybody, you know, just be sitting there and just be fucking looking. Yeah, just digging through bargain bins. Yeah, exactly. And you find that nugget, you know, that gold nugget, you're like, oh, shit, how much is this? You're like, oh, fuck, you know, like. I mean, we're all old enough to to grow up with at least, I mean, it'd be a shame if, uh, you know, none of us had at least one CD growing up. Oh, yeah, man. Like, you know, I had the Discman on me all the time when I was a little kid. Dude, should we we share what was our first CD? Do people oh, remember f- that? Our, our first CD, fuck. Uh, I'll admit, mine was kind of embarrassing, but it was uh, No Strings Attached by NSYNC. That was my first CD. Oof, there we go. Something wrong with that? The 90s baby right there. Mine was, uh, official first CD was, I think it was Juanes, Porto Amor. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh damn. Yeah. Fucking some Juanes. <laughs> I, know, I was like, going to that rock, you know. But, <laughs> that's what's up, dude. Yeah. You know, for me, it was like the first CD that I bought like myself, you know, that I owned it was uh, Linkin Park's Hybrid Theory. Damn. You know, from back in the day. It was around that time where, like, Linkin Park was shooting up, you know, like, right when Hybrid Theory came out. That was dope. Uh, you guys might even know this, but uh, it, was, uh, it was a collection. They were, like, celebrating their, I think, their uh, reunion. And it was from Hombres Que. They had, like, oh, a reunion CD. Up. So I remember that fucking CD. Because I, I didn't know who they were, dude. Like, a lot of those music I got introduced through friends. And not people that you expect. You would think like an older person. Not nah, it was like younger guys. When I was in high school, they were seniors, but their families, brothers, uncles, fucking were like teenagers in the eighties. So like, fucking Caifanes was their music, you know, and Aitos Verdes was their music, like fucking all that. So I, I started listening to them. Like, what the fuck? This is pretty good. It's different. You got a little like a little mix in there, you know, of different type of music. So that's when I got the CD, man. It's like okay, that's the first CD. And then I got like Alejandro Sanz, you know what I mean, and all that stuff. But nice. I was literally what it was. So my first CD was Hombres K. Down for dude. Damn. For me, I was a little kid and I didn't buy it, but my cousin got it for me. Back then, I used to be a really, really big fucking fan of wrestling. So, do you guys ever watch wrestling? You're the WWE Fuck soundtracks? Yes. No. <laughs> the John Cena soundtrack that he came out with. You can't see me. My time is now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's talking. You know he's, like, uh, he's like, I got that on my phone right now. <laughs> he's like, I know exactly you, what you're you talking were about. If you were like a, a true WWE, you know, transitioning from WWF fan out there, like, Oof. you know, what's up? I think ECW? I had. I can admit that I had a John Cena shirt. I can say I had it. You didn't. You didn't have Rey Mysterio. No. Oh, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? 
I, don't, I didn't know about Rey Mysterio until 2008. Oh, man. Yeah. I remember, like, for a while, the Rey Mysterio was hella popular. Oh, fuck it, dude. Did I still have a DX fucking shirt? <laughs> I like you do the hand thing. Dude, you have to do the <laughs> fucking X, dude. Yeah, will see it, but everybody will know. Yeah, right. Everybody Suck will know. it. <laughs> you know, it's like the front, in the front of the shirt, they're doing the fucking X, and on the back, they're doing the X, but they're showing their fucking ass. That's what that, uh, hey, Dad, can I get that? He's like, yes. Yeah, right. I know what shirt you're talking about. God, I miss Triple H and Shawn Michaels when they yep. get together. Oh, man. You know, back then, when I had the disc, when people were like, oh, this is the shit. Like, yeah, you carry your CDs. No, I would have thought it was going to be something better than that coming out. Like, people were happy, like, oh, I can carry my CDs. And then, before it was like with the little, you know, cassettes. Dude, oh, no, yeah, I'd be in detention with my freaking Walkman in my backpack with like the cable going through the back with like my headphones. I had long hair, so I could kind of hide it and then put like my hood on. And I'd be sitting there chilling, but if you like knock the desk or something, it'll skip. Or like if you move every which way, it'll skip. Or then if you have to get up to go do something, you know, you're pretty much just like, fuck, I'm screwed. Like, you got a straight unplug it you know like tuck the cord and then like get up and do your shit and then come back plug it back in start it up again find your song you know those are the days man i miss those days <laughs> I'm, like still thinking about it yeah fucking amen literally man. i miss those days man because like i remember uh what was like the easiest thing to fix when we just when your disc man and stopped playing music we just blow on it <sighs> what you do is you just smack it dude. or smack it i don't i don't i never understood why smacking things would work but even with the tvs like you'll smack them and all of a sudden the fucking work again yeah, right. I understand that shit. shit. So, if anything, guys, with 2020, we're at the end of the year. What are your plans for the future? Like, what have you guys been thinking about? Like, for us, we've been thinking about, you know, to your point, we had a fucking show, too. Rona just came in and fucked everything. Like, we should have had our one-year anniversary show this last October, this last month. Oh, and then, like, yeah, like, seeing the date just come and go, it's just like, no, nah, man. You know, it hurts, you know? So, like, what do you guys have been planning for the future? Do you guys have, like, a battle plan? Well, I think the one of the biggest things that we've always told ourselves is, you know, like every 25 episodes we were going to or every uh, 50 episodes we were going to do like this big celebration. Right. So we mm -hmm. and then what happened was at the 50th live, we had such a big um, like reception that people really wanted another show. And they they, they kept asking us like, oh, so we're going to do another one next month. And we're like, well, hold on now. Like this took a lot of planning. This took yeah. a lot of organizing. Like, this is not like an every month thing. Um, we're going to have episodes. Y'all can tune into that. But, um, because people kept asking for it, that's where we decided, you know what, we're going to do a 75th episode, um, a 75th live. Um, and so the biggest thing that I think Corona kind of like slapped in our face the other day was like, damn, like, are we going to even be able to do a hundredth episode? Uh, and yeah. like, and like this big, like we, we've always envisioned like, all right, so the 50th was like so big. Then the 75th was like even bigger. And then the hundredth, we're like, we got to do some epic. That's, but, that's the icing right there, you know, where you're just like, yeah, yeah. like that's the, the first hundredth episode where you're just like, oh my God, like that, that's a huge, mm -hmm. huge achievement. And, that's a milestone, man. Yeah. And, and now we're just like, we don't even know if that's going to be possible with Corona. Yeah, yeah. I I continue to to remind myself that we're living in the stage because I, I get so excited when I think about the 100th episode and wanting to plan and things like that. But, hey, congratulations on your guys' one year, though, by the way. Like, that's a, that's oh, a, thanks, that's that's a you, great man. achievement, um, you know, to keep consistent. It's yeah. a one, what is it, solid, like, uh, focused year, even though the pod is, like, five years old. But yeah, right. It's just like saying, it's like, you know, it's like you have five years, but like, what are the ones that really, you know, like, the ones that matter is the ones that push forward, year. you know, this is past year, literally, because uh, that's when we saw the mo the, the much growth and a lot of engagement. And, and besides that, like the show that we did and all that. So that kind of like uh, kind of left the mark on San Jose, like oh, these, these guys exist. So for that, for us, like that was like a big milestone for us. 
That's all we can ask for. Like, you know, when was the first time you guys realized people are listening to your stuff? Where you're like, oh man, we're not just putting it out to nobody. Well, I mean... Or do you guys still take that mentality where you're just, just putting it out, you know, and not even thinking about it? In a way, I think it's like that, right? Where we're just kind of putting our stuff out there and mm-hmm. we try to just be consistent with ourselves, hold ourselves accountable, yeah. you know, and say, like, we want to be able to play. But I think the biggest validation is very different for him and I um, mm-hmm. for when we when we actually felt like this was this was real. I mean, for me, I definitely feel like the 50th Live was an extreme validation for what mm-hmm. we had accomplished and just the... Uh, the acceptance of like, wow, we we're here. We're like actually getting guests on. We were able mm-hmm. to, you know, reimburse in a, in a certain way with the donations that we got from the 50th Live. So we were able to pay every single artist. And and I think to that, I think it showed that people believed in, mm-hmm. and really enjoyed just our space and, and said, yeah. you know, this is a cool place to vibe at. So that was that was really incredible for me. Mm-hmm. I, I, th- I think for me, it's, it's just gone very back and forth. I mean, if you think about the podcast uh, or that kind of format, the online episodes, I think I think we've always been grateful that Mixcloud allows us to do what we do. We don't have to worry about copyrights, which like we get flagged on all the time for like Instagram or YouTube. Oh, I can only imagine. Yeah, like all that stuff. Like that's that was one of the biggest frustrations. And so Mixcloud has been cool because they act as like an online venue. Yeah. They're using that kind of like gray area loophole, saying that they're this online venue. They're gonna take care of the rights. Whatever music we play, they're going to end up going and paying the artists and, and all that. So it's cool. But then at the same time, nobody's on Mixcloud. You know, it's, it's Mixcloud is like a community made up of like a lot of DJs are on Mixcloud. You know, there's a lot of podcasts or a lot of other people that are kind of like in that genre, I guess. Mm-hmm. But the mainstream people aren't on there. And so I feel like it, it's we're grateful for being able to have a platform on there. But then at the same time, also still kind of disappointed that more people haven't gravitated towards Mixcloud. Um, we tried the SoundCloud thing too. That one got flagged like yeah, after like the first early. two episodes got flagged quick. Shit. Yeah, like w- within the first four that we had already gotten our two strikes and they were like, if you put, po- if you post one more time and, and it gets flagged, like you will forever be banned on SoundCloud. So we we're like, all right, well goodbye SoundCloud. Yeah. Right. Um, so that was just disappointing. But yeah, I, I think definitely moving to the new space, being able to, um, have the the 50th live and kind of start bringing people more in i think i started seeing more people that you know were in the community and stuff that would even like see us or be like oh like oh you guys are remedy like we've heard you guys or oh like Mm -hmm. uh when are you guys gonna have this next thing and i I feel like that was a big confirmation for me that like people are out there listening regardless of whether they're not on mixcloud or not like people are still out there listening and and they're excited to see whatever we have kind of coming out next and Mm -hmm. so it, it it has been a little bit back and forth yeah, right. That's cool. So it builds community, man. Because the same thing for me, like I was at like a dispensary, you know, like just chilling. I was wearing the Killer Thought shirt and then someone like they're just like, oh, shit, Killer Thoughts. Like you like the podcast, too? I'm like, oh, no, yeah, it's actually a podcast. Uh, you know, I do a group with my friends, you know, like it's our project. She's like, oh, shit, that's my friend was on that podcast. So I was like, yes, <laughs> <You know? laughs> like even if it's just that one person, you know, like it just feels really like you said, like, you know, that validation, you know. Because like I'm sure you guys have been in the trenches, you know, like we all have been as creatives where you're basically up super late. You're sitting there and you're like, you're really at the grindstone, just really working at it, you know, and like you finally put something out and it's realistically just for you, you know, like, you know, it's like your way of like, you know, having a little bit of therapy. And it's nice when somebody else picks up on it and they're like, you know what? Keep it up. I think the best growth is when it's organic. Like the thing that I told uh, that we tell each other is like when we have guests, definitely those guests are those guests are going to bring their crowd that they know, people that are friends of them, support them, whatever the content they're doing. 
some of them might just stick around for that for that episode right which is fine it's understandable right you're supposed to charge the point to your friend but some of them might like the content and will stick around like they'll just keep listening and that's pretty much what everybody wants right you want the organic growth uh and again, like, like going back to you guys' uh, platform, it's like if people really, really want to know about you guys, they're going to take their time to research it and like find you guys. Same thing with this. Like, and we've talked people about it. It's like we're not the only podcast. There's a lot of podcasts out there. If you don't like the content, it's fine. There's more options for you out there. You know what I mean? And and I'm sure you'll find what you're looking for. And there's people that, that at least the ones that stuck around with us, like they love the, they love the content that we put out. They, you know, they keep telling you guys are, you know, too risky with your conversation. Well, no, I like that. It's kind of like uh, like like, the, like old school cable TV where you'd be yeah. flipping the channel and it's always something fucking random. Yeah. You know, like I like thinking of it the same way. It's like almost like a radio stations where you like you turn in, it's killer thoughts. You know, you're not really feeling it. You turn over. You know, it's Remedy Radio podcast. You know, you flip it over. You know, and you have more. Diff- you have different options that go on. Yeah. And they may not be like your thing at that time, but you have options to flip through. So you can be like, hey, where's you know, like where where's it at right now? And it's cool really thinking about San Jose because we've always wanted to bring a family together with our community, with locals, you know. And it's a nice feeling kind of like being able to hype you guys up, you know, being able to kind of bring people together and connect people. Because we're really trying to do the same thing, you know? bring people in the safe space where they feel comfortable talking, being creative, being vulnerable, you know, and realizing that, hey, there's other people like that out there, you know, that want to chill, you know, want to kick it. You know, and it's nice to see that other creatives are out there, you know, are starting to jump on board, too, you know, because yeah. like yeah. it kind of sucks when you're the only channel on TV. Like, it's nice being able to be like, hey, if you're not about us, like, check these guys out, you know? And it really kind of brings, you know, that, that community together. And it's a thing with the motivation. You see somebody else that you're kind of part of that might be doing the same content you're doing, and you feel, you know, you feel like, oh, yeah, they're doing good. So it motivates you to do better on your content either way. So for us, it's the same thing. We say like, iron sharpens iron, you yeah, know? pretty much. And then for us, it's the same thing. Like, uh, we've seen so much podcasts come up, like, recently in the past months. Which is good. People are doing something creative and they're trying to do something for the community. And it's you can tell the differences of the content they're putting out. Like the similarities is it is the whole the word of podcast there, right? But that right. doesn't mean that it's the same as this or that. You know, it's it's totally different. So and what I see, I see in their growth and I see how they've been progressing on their own, doing their own thing. And that's a cool thing about it. It's like, oh yeah, like I seen them from the beginning. Now I see where they're at now, and I see that growth that they have right now. And then for us, it's like, that's fucking dope. Like, thing nice. is that you can have a podcast, like a couple podcasts that are the same theme, but each podcast uh, person or crew, whatever it is, they have their own take about it. You know, you have different perspective. Like you can definitely branch out into like different things. Like for us, like we mainly focus on spreading love in the San Jose and Bay Area environment with local artists, musicians. And same thing with vendors. We we like to push out and show love to like local shops as well. You know, like it's it's just mainly showing love to the Bay Area. And that's pretty much mm-hmm. what we're doing right now. So our focus is switching to that to local staples in downtown, like local bars. Mm-hmm. We used to go a lot. We were like fucking college going in there, you know. And, and then you kind of want to see if we can get to talk to those people, how they were fucked, they were doing doing this quarantine and stuff like that they're surviving and then local things that you might not even know exist but if you have it on the podcast they're like oh i didn't know that business existed for all those years or whatever because you know if you're for a certain neighborhood you know your neighborhood mm-hmm. right but if you go to another neighborhood you're not gonna know anything about it you're like a stranger even though someone says a city but people don't know the whole city itself 
Man. See, but it's grown. You know, shout out to yeah. Nirvana Soul Coffee. Ooh. I know they've been a new business that opened up and they've been really good to us, you know. So definitely go check them out. But I'm sorry, what were you going to say, man? Uh, I was going to say, too, that, um, yeah, like I, I like to think about how we're all just complimenting each other in the community. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said it a little bit, like how we, we all have like a little bit of a different take. And like that's something that we pride ourselves on the show, too, that we don't stick to one genre. Like we're really just about like, let's compliment. Let's just keep like adding stuff to this mix, you know, almost like this, like. <laughs> probably because i cooked yesterday the little vegetable stir fry, <laughs> but i'm just like let's just toss more shit in there you know let's, let's get more content let's find analogy there's this like big pot that uh is stewing together in san jose and i love that you know and um you know even how we compliment each other on the show too you know like i i think that um i think when i think of jorge i always think about how he tries to get the party going like he's always like trying to amp people up and mm-hmm. like that's that's his compliment to he's the show. hype man he's you know he, he's definitely the guy who's gonna get everybody on the dance floor but then like when it always switches back to me i feel like i'm more of like the the chill lounge music you're, and you're then, setting the vibe yeah. Oh, yeah but like what gets me going is like as long as i get one person who comes up to me and asks me like yo like what what is this track or like what is this like that's what usually what fills me up so mm-hmm. I know I, I see him like once he starts like seeing like people getting up like he's like you know he gets yeah. amped up and like he builds off of that energy but for me like I, I, I still come more from that record collector side where it's just like somebody's like coming to me and asking me like oh what what is this when you turn your head out here you know yeah. you're like you're like talking to somebody at the party and then you're just like wait what the fuck was that what is he playing so right you, now so you get out of that like like genuine interest of what yeah. you're playing you, do, you, do you zone in or are you more so kind of like are you scanning the crowd to see like how they're vibing because yeah, I found, I, like, as a musician myself, there was times where I'd tell myself, like, no, you have to look at the crowd. Like, you have to actually, like, connect with people, you know? As opposed to, like, me, I realized I was always either looking at my pedals or I was looking at my guitar or I was looking at my bandmates to cue them, but I was never actually looking at the crowd, you know? And then I realized, like, is that because I'm nervous? Yeah, a little bit, you know, sure. You know, but at the same time, too, like, to, to, to his point, he was like, you know, you, you kind of get that energy, like, you know, when you see people moving around and stuff. Like, are, are you mainly kind of just focused or are you kind of feeding off the crowd, too? Yeah, I would say I would say I'm I'm really focused. I'm like really in into like what I'm playing. And, yeah, and I, I think I approach mm-hmm. it a lot of times as DJing. It's like I'm gonna play my set. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like you're trying to craft your set. You know, like yeah, like I I definitely think Jorge is the one who feeds way more off the crowd. Um, I mean, there's, there, that's not to say that I can't get the crowd going. Oh no, I mean, of course not. No, yeah. yeah, we're just saying Jorge likes attention. <laughs> <Dude, laughs> you know, like, I ain't saying anything. Likes the attention out. Yeah, give the people what they want. That's good. But you yeah, guys come no, with each other. I definitely think that I I I, I know what I want to play. And for me I think there's more of that like I don't give a fuck about what anybody else wants to hear. Like I'm gonna play mm-hmm. my set uh type of attitude and that's how I approach mixing. Um mm-hmm. and I I know that is a little bit different from Jorge. It's it's different because like when you go to a quinceanera and you DJ, you don't play what you want. You play what the person uh yeah. is paying you for. You, you play so the bangers, you know? Yeah, you like... play the bangers, you get people to dance and what I really like about the podcast is that I finally I was I felt like I was always battling or fighting people to want to play what I wanted because I would be DJing at like an event I would be mm-hmm. DJing at a party mm-hmm. and I wanted to play shit that I wanted but they were just like no like play this shit you know play this stuff on the radio and like I had the music and I would play it but I kind of wanted to just throw in my own like the music that I was sharing DJ to, to DJ Nano and 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 how we started DJing our own podcast that's when I. I finally felt like I was able to have my own authentic mixes rather mm. than just like DJ for the mass crowds. Yeah. You yeah. feel like then we started actually becoming like your own, you know, like actually started yeah, forming your sound. Like, yeah. Forming you know, like yeah. my sound. Like what is it? And I still have that like upbeat, you know, like a, like a genre that I gravitate to, but I felt like it, it was 
less and less like a lot of things that like major people were listening to and just yeah. kind of things that I was listening to and I wanted to show people. Mm-hmm. So what are your guys' top five songs that you guys always got to play? Or you guys like uh, playing yeah. when you guys DJ? Or even just like just two, you know what I mean? Like, what are your like go tos? Like your fucking main weapon and your secondary. <laughs> yeah, you know. Mm. That's hard, man. Because I, I feel like we we don't often play a lot of the same stuff, but at least for the, from episode to episode. But maybe when we do gigs, I, I think there there are a few records that we always kind of gravitate back towards. Um, I know John's a big fan of playing DJ Markey. Uh, you know okay. that, that yeah. like drum and bass and like wanting to throw that out there. Um, but we've actually talked about that in in our own podcast of how mm. we've we've had you know now eighty plus episodes, and I think for the longest time we had not like we weren't repeating songs on our DJ mixes. How just how much music we were just throwing out there, like whether it was stuff that was just like recently released that day or that week, and we just wanted to play it on the radio. Yeah. Or, I mean, on our or, show, or throwbacks to two thousand ten and like chill wave or, or chill wave, everything. or even have like mm-hmm. an episode of just soundtracks from like movies and things like that. So we've just always wanted to play just different things. Like we've always called, coined it, you know, world music. You know, music that's just coming out from everywhere. See, that's super fucking chill because at least for me, people think I'm weird as fuck because I listen to soundtracks. You know, like I'm a really big fan of like theatrical scores or like, let's say like freaking soundtracks for video games or like anything like that. Like, oh, I'm always the guy that buys the collector's edition. If I like it, it comes with the soundtrack. It comes with this, you know, and like that shit's really kind of like to your guys point, like Bossa Nova and stuff. You were like, oh, it's elevator music or why are you listening to soundtracks? They just have this kind of like connotation of being just shitty music. But then you hear some compositions, you hear some freaking actual like good music that's composed to like certain things, you know, and it sounds amazing. Like, it's some of my favorite music, for sure. So, oh, so I can appreciate you guys, like, actually still, like, you know, presenting it and showing it. Oh, definitely. I mean, in terms of soundtracks, I I, I love uh, Death Proof is my favorite Tarantino Oof. soundtrack. Yeah, Death Proof is um, a good one. Yeah, and then um, there, there's some other ones, too. Like, I mean, I love Rocky Horror Picture Show, but I don't really play that too much on the, on the, the podcast. But there's just so many out there. I mean, Blade Runner 1 and 2 are, are, are great soundtracks. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot. The song that, uh, for anybody who's listening, the song that uh, DJ Table was mentioning earlier for DJ Markey was uh, a, a drum and bass remix of Carolina Carol Bella uh, by Jorge Ben. And that's by DJ Markey, this Brazilian DJ who ended up going to the UK and doing that that jungle or, or drum and bass remix. And so that that is one of the tracks that we go to a lot. I think Honra is like another one of my favorite beat makers. He's like this French Chinese um, kind of hip hop producer, and he has a whole bunch of stuff. Like he has an album that's just all about like '90s throwbacks, so it has like that vibe to it. Then, but then he'll like bring in like Chinese beats and make like this instrumental album out of, I guess, kind of like Chinese traditional music that got remixed into like sample beats. Um, oh, okay. Like lo-fi yeah, style. lo-fi-ish. Um, if, you, if you tell somebody that, they'll be like, that sounds, that's going to sound wrong. You know what I mean? Like, if you try to put all that together, like, that should not sound perfect or good at all. It just you depends know? how you mix it. That's the thing. Well, yeah. I, I know. I mean, of course, like, if you if you know this sounds, you, you'll know how to mix it. And, yeah. You know, but, but if you tell somebody, like, oh, yeah, he's doing this, he's mixing with, like, you know, this type of uh, beats, right? Like, that, I don't think that should sound good. You know what I mean? Like, somebody mm-hmm. just... So, so we're going to get into some deep shit real quick as far as like musician goes. So I've been in an argument with my friend. So me as myself, as you can see, you know, I play a lot of like, you know, guitars. I play a lot of drums. I'm very into making natural sounds and, you know, making, making sounds that I can mix myself, you know, but my friend recently got really into, he bought a 404. 
So he's really into like, you know, basically, you know, sampling, making different beats and stuff like that. His point is he can take other people's music and make it his own to where he can kind of like sample it, change it, put a delay on it, put reverb on it. And it doesn't necessarily stay as their music. It becomes almost like his music, you know. Mm. But to my point, like I've always felt more of like a traditionalist where I'm like, why can't you make your own sounds and then do the same process, but with your actual own content? You know, but like, there's no wrong way to do it. But he'd be like, no, I play piano too. I'm like, why? He's like, Cause look at my 404. I'm using all my fingers on the buttons, you know, and I'm like basically changing sounds by moving different fingers. So what's the difference? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, in theory, yes, you know, because on a piano, you're moving your fingers, making different sounds, but is it necessarily the same? Like, how do you guys feel about like authentic or not authentic, but rather like, like, a, you know, sounds from like a guitar bass sampled or like, you know, you actually using real like a, your own voices or stuff like that compared to like sampling? You well, know, I, I think there's a clear distinction in like, you know, the 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 timbre of the sound, which is like when you when you're playing something acoustic or playing like a live instrument, there's mm-hmm. like a warmth to it that one of our friends shared, you know, when we were actually um, we had this we had this uh, kind of like a special off like off remedy radio episode where we called it the soundscape. And I'm not I mean, it's the jamscape with uh with our buddy uh, Alejandro and shout out to to Suave and to and to Caesar CDJ to CDJ and mm-hmm. uh you know he brought his uh bass and he brought um you know we we had your guitar and we had a cajon and and there's a difference there's a different like a uh, feeling that you get when you're listening to to music like that as opposed mm-hmm. to when you're sampling and and I'm I'm on the side of uh, somebody who creates something out of something else is still an authentic musician. Yeah, um, of course. You know, people like uh, like Girl Talk or Maddion or um, you know uh, Milkman who were able to make mashups and kind of make them their own. Mm-hmm. You know? I heard that name in a minute. Yeah, you know, so it's just like you know, I I really do think, and there is an argument, and you know, there's a lot of even like laws about that where you know mm-hmm. people like Kanye West and Jay Z have really fought for their rights because these artists have generally like sampled their music and there's actual evidence out there that shows that when their music gets sampled it actually creates more revenue for the artist and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. as a result i think that there is a sense of you know you you are making an organic sound mm-hmm. and i think you're embracing the technology that's coming with music you know, right. there, there is a digital era of music now yeah uh, i feel and, yeah. yeah, I feel like that's your point too, yeah. or to your point rather, you know, like that kind of shift from like, you know, to more digital and sampling, it's just becoming more normal and, you know, like there's no right way, wrong way to do it. But yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And, and, and I think just to my last point, you know, I think that for a long time, that was the case, especially in the early 2010s, where there was a lot of electronic music coming out and people were just like, so into the precision of music that when you brought it out, it almost sounded so perfect. And I'm wearing this Tropicalia sweater right now. And I, and I realized like part of last year was that when, when we were going to like live events and playing that, like people started to incorporate the technology and integrate it with like, you know, people playing live instruments on, on stage as well. And that blend, especially with like a, a lot of like Latino, Latinx, mm-hmm. modern music that was coming out from like SoCal and over here in NorCal and things like that was, was really a, a blend of those two things. Yeah. I, I think... Again, this is a, this is just like an age old debate that just goes back so yeah, right? many generations. Like decades. I said, me, me, me and my friend, like it's all in good fun, but like we just like to kind of jab at each other about it. <laughs> you oh, know? Sure. I mean, I think I always like to bring up the point that like in Jamaica, right? Like uh, they consider the mixer as an instrument, and that's how dance hall, you know, and then reggae, and like, and then all that kind of came about. And so they they just look like everybody else thought, you know, you got a soundboard. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, you're tw- just twisting a few knobs. You're trying to make it like sound good, but then eventually one guy just saw it differently and was like, "No, this isn't just to quote unquote sound good. Like I'm gonna start tweaking and playing and like manipulating the sound." And then actually creating something new and different out of it. So then in Jamaica, when that dance hall revolution started coming about, they really saw that the mixer was the instrument. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, as a point to you know to your homie to, that's using the the 404, I think that's an instrument. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think you're you're definitely creative, regardless of whether you're sampling yourself or sampling others. I mean, you're you're starting to create something new, but partly on the show. I think there is a cool element though that we when we do see somebody perform live and and we try to we try to we try to have both like we've had DJ takeovers so it's just like you know you do your thing you know whether it's mixing digitally or mixing with vinyl or some guy I think brought like his own like beat pad and was like mixing that way um and then there's just a whole different vibe when we've actually had like bands play or or like somebody who's like a guitarist and a singer just like get really up close to the mic and just kind of whisper into it and they're just different sounds and there's just different types of music um, yeah so I, I think it, it just depends on what you're into and really i think there's space for everybody no that's true and what's to, to my like what i wanted to kind of segue into is like what we decided on doing was kind of i send him tracks of what i you know like of my stuff and he incorporates into stuff that he's doing and we're kind of doing like a split album where it's kind of like my stuff where like i told him it's like it's more organic sounds for me like straight from my guitar straight stuff but then he's going to incorporate his style into it where it's like exactly the 404 in there and we can see what we can fuck with. Because it's all about just the way you do it, you know? And as long as you're having a good time doing it too, you know? Like, creation is just creation, you know? And like, we're really doing it for ourselves. We're not doing it to, you know, impress anybody. But it's it's a fun argument. You know what I mean? Like, when we're sitting there, I'm just like, no, fuck your 404. Like, you know, I'll take my Ibanez <laughs> any day, you know? Or I'll take, you know, my Orange any day. Like, if you're going to, like, you know, go that way. He's like, no, dude, but like, I have all these good sounds. Like, and he's working really hard on it. And shout out to Devin. You know, like he he works really hard on it, but it's it's definitely a struggle, man. As long as you're creating, you know. You know, you you remind me of uh, uh, this uh, this conversation between your buddy and yourself. It, it reminds me of mm-hmm. an artist that we had. His name is Israel Sanchez, and he has this guitar, and he has this looper pad, these like looper pads, right, John? Mm-hmm. And so what he does is he just generally makes music only out of his guitar. Mm-hmm. So his percussion comes from him banging his guitar. Yeah. His you know the strings come from that but it's like all of that just being mm-hmm. able to use one instrument in so many different ways like i mean the, the possibilities are endless yeah right yeah hey, man. He found it, i guess you say he found his way with just one instrument just yeah, man. do whatever he wanted to do all right I, boys so yeah i feel like this, this is, is a good, point. good time so to start wrapping up uh i want to want to thank you guys for being part of the killer thoughts podcast hopefully it's not the f- last time you guys are here uh but yeah, so so the people know who you are and what, what to get you. Where can they follow you on social media? Uh, and give us your uh, your information, social security, and all that. <laughs> High school mascot, um, you know, first teacher. We can you can find us all on Remedy Radio podcast. We got an Instagram. We got a Facebook artist page. Um, you know, we do a lot of uh, live behind the scenes videos, uh, live streaming on IG. But uh, if you want to listen to the actual episodes, you can go to mixcloud.com slash remedy radio podcast. Download the Mixcloud app on your phone. It's not that bad. You just mm-hmm. create another account just like SoundCloud. And uh, to be honest, it's you find a lot, a, a lot of cool music out there. So everything is just remedy radio podcast uh, on those platforms. All right. There we go. All right. Alejandro, where can they follow you? Uh, you can find me at aramirez 493 on Instagram. You can find me also at the Closing Staff Podcast on all your favorite listening platforms. And you can find me right here at the one and only Killer Thoughts Podcast as well. 
Joel, where can follow you? You guys can find me at SGRV938 on every freaking platform, even YouTube, SoundCloud, um, and here on Killer Thoughts Podcast. And fuck, I'm not going to mention once a week. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's sorry. That, and you can follow me on my personal handle as Angels Daily Post on Instagram. And again, thank you guys for listening to another podcast. And please go check out our guest. Go follow them. Download that app. You know, I'm sure I'm letting you guys know. You guys are not going to. Yep, you guys are not going to regret listening to this, guys. And I'm sure you guys will love their content. Mm-hmm. Until next time, guys, have a good one. Yeah, so, so real, real quick before we end it, you know, in a quick little bit, what does San Jose mean to you? Well, San Jose is home uh, for me, man. And, and I think as I was growing up, I didn't really immerse myself too much in the culture and had always wanted San Jose to be more cultural, more artistic, more creative. And I feel like now... You know, and at this age, I'm actually part of that community, and I and I see that blossoming in San Jose, and just just hope that home keeps blossoming in different ways. There you go, man. What about you, sir? San Jose, yeah, the never left, and the people are still they still stayed around. Besides, mm-hmm. you know, the being inundated with so many other uh, people that have transplanted here, but San Jose is still here. You know, people haven't left, and you know, I'm proud to be part of that community. Yeah, man, we still out here. <laughs> All right, Joel. So before we close this episode, I have Jesus, a come sh- on, man. Hey, I have a couple shout-outs, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um, Aileen Fuentes, shout-out. Ramonte Mayers and Marsha Walkers. Shout-out to San Francisco, Oakland, and Antioch. Shout-out to all you. So I have my question for you guys. What is an artist or, an, or a musician, whatever it is, that you guys would like to see on the podcast? On Killer Thoughts Podcast? Yeah. What do you guys call out to be in the spot? Shout out to the homie Pat, homie Patrick Talifor Jr., who has been uh, just somebody who has uh, offered up his space for our live events. And so he is an incredibly talented musician and drummer, and he should definitely be on here as his episode. I'm also going to give the shout out, um, the challenge uh, to the CDJ family. Um, in case you don't know them, they're they're all creative. You got an actor um, in one of the brothers. You got a director uh, as another brother slash, you know, DJ. Then you got a painter slash DJ and, you know, soon to be beat maker and the sister. And then the whole family also partakes too in, in crafting new music that they loop together. Um, so I think that's just an amazing family and their, their unique perspectives and how they approach art would be a great way to, um, showcase on the podcast okay oh yeah there we go well, if you're listening please welcome. please please reach out before Come we in. get to you <laughs> all right guys thank you for listening joel live final thoughts before we end this thank you for coming listening and with that being said hey google alexa play killer thoughts on spotify <laughs>